I am declining to speak first. Noted. Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic guy's podcast of which we are the worst. I am Eddie. Got that part there. (laughs) It has been a while. Um, Okay. So today we are bringing you our next installment of Is It Theologically Accurate? That is going to be a nightmare for people with ears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good uh, study shows that only 100% of our listeners have ears, so... So we've got a couple of quotes for you from some things, and we're going to talk about whether or not we think that they are theologically accurate. Uh, would you like to go first? Your serve or my serve? <laughs> let's let's volley for serve. Volley for serve. <laughs> P. Uh, <laughs> Q. <laughs> I win. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll start with me. All right, here we go. Uh, this is a quote. Actually, it's, it's kind of a funny story how it happened. Uh, at one point, I was watching a movie with a friend of mine and we were watching it's one of like their family's favorite movies um and this whole family right if they ever say to you this is one of our family's favorite movies surefire not a good movie (laughs) yeah i yep (laughs) um i I feel kind of bad because probably the three like siblings of that family are probably like 50 percent of our listenership so we just insulted (laughs) half of our audience um but anyway uh this one's from the wedding singer uh it's a movie (laughs) <laughs> starring adam sandler i think right uh yes sandler. that is about all i know about the movie he's a wedding singer <laughs> so i know two things about the movie <laughs> <clears throat> so the story goes though right i had never watched it we do i've always done a lot of like deal watching movies with this person where i would watch a movie if she would your, watch a different your friend movie. sarah yeah her name is sarah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, did you want to hide it? No, it's fine. She's been mentioned before. She was the person who did the Sharpie thing on the back of the car, yeah, that's which right. was from uh, Gerardo got his car stolen episode. Uh-huh. And I think she made. Was even... it from White Shoes? I think it was from White. From Shoes. White Shoes, yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, so watched that movie, whatever it is, and there was one part of this specific movie where the quote was you said. You didn't say what the de- the deal like. I'll watch one of your movies. You watch one of my movies. Oh yeah. Um, also, uh, Sarah, if you're listening to this, you still have to watch Gladiator. So, cause I had to watch Mrs. Doubtfire, which, uh, is not good. Not a good movie. It's, yeah, it's not good. Um, not the biggest fan of Robin Williams comedy, which I believe you also agree with. Yeah. His, he is great in dramatic roles. Goodwill hunting. Very good, but he's not funny. Yeah. He's just charismatic. A lot of energy, charisma, yeah. but anyways. Anyway, so the wedding singer. And this quote came on, and this is how it goes, right? So the quote is, love somebody not because of how you feel about them, but because how they make you feel about yourself. And in aww. that moment, aww, in that moment, like at the exact same time as it came on, Sarah went, oh my gosh, I love that quote. And I went in unison at the same time, um, which I, that's redundant. But I uh, don't think I'm going to start with no. It is not theologically accurate. Do you have a quote, Alec? <laughs> you said you're going to start with, not you're going to end with. And no. also end with that, no, it is not theologically accurate. So start with why do you think it sounds good or why do you think she liked it or? I think it falls into the classic like romantic comedy line where they just take a normal saying and they kind of flip it on its head 
and it's like playful wordplay. It's just like, oh, I never heard it that way. It must be true. Sounds good. Sounds good. Therefore, is good. You know, I feel like every romantic comedy makes a stab at something like that. Essentially, right? They all have that moment where the either the main character or the main character's best friend says a quote about love that is supposed to be revolutionary. I think you can make the argument that every single it's like a staple of the genre. I would say that good ones show why that is not the case. What do you mean? I'm trying to think of when Harry met Sally. Still never seen that. For shame. For shame. Uh, and how Billy Crystal's character, which you can guess if it's Harry or Sally, I'll leave that up to you to guess, mm-hmm. is a uh, very cynical about love, and about whether or not men and women can be friends, and it explores why that is not true. So it kind of takes that but goes past it instead of using it as a. Yeah, but I think there's probably at some point a quote in there that is like the pull away quote of their romance. I could be wrong. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Although neither Harry nor Sally say that, but eh, haven't watched it in too long and don't like. Spend I mean, the time I'm just to trying to think. That. Like name a name a, like name a romantic comedy. Like uh, set it up right. It's I like because I love in despite mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. There's always there's always something. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that, that that was their attempt at that, and I just I don't think that it's true. What are your initial thoughts? Want me to run by the quote by you one more time? Uh, no. <laughs> audience. The audience is saying yes. They They're saying yeah. uh, Love somebody not because of how you feel about them, but because of how they make you feel about yourself. Now I want you to present why it is inaccurate, and then I'm gonna say what I think the misunderstanding is of. They're trying to get at something that is good and failing. So tell me why it's wrong, and then I'll... I think it's wrong because I don't think that's at all what love is. I think right off the bat, it kind of paints love in a selfish manner, right? You're saying love somebody because of how they make you feel. That's like, I mean, again, you could say that's a little bit of a cold way to interpret that. But uh, when you boil it down to its base ingredients, that is what you are saying. Um, And I do think that it's important a side note right with when we're doing this is there's like what it actually says and what is the spirit of what it's trying to say right and i i think it completely fails on what it's actually saying and probably mostly fails on the spirit of what it's trying to say because so anyway back to why it fails in what it's actually saying you're saying that what matters in love is what they can give to you which is good you know you should receive something in love because that's it's a give and take but it's always what you are doing for them essentially you know to will the good of the other for them not for you so there's that. And then I think there's a whole other piece of your own self-worth has to come from you and your relationship with God. And if you are dependent on your self-worth from somebody else, it is a bad situation because you're using your relationship as a crutch and that is bad. You are fine deriving um, value from something that can't really give it to you. And ultimately, I think it puts the relationship on a pedestal saying that like you really essentially – placing your significant other in place of God, right? Who gives you your self-worth and saying, I need you to feel value. And I think that that's unhealthy. So that is why I think what it's actually saying is wrong. Would you like me to go into what I think the spirit of it is saying, or do you want to take that? I think that's probably what I was going to say. So you tell me if this is what you were thinking, that the spirit is along the lines of be with someone who doesn't make you feel bad. Be with someone who you enjoy being around. Be with someone who helps you be a better version of yourself. Is that where you're going with it? Yeah, I do. Th- yeah, the spirit of it is, is I think we all have baggage 
and that baggage is heavy and weighs weighs on us right and people can help bring us into who we're meant to be this is the the beauty and the beast story right which i am as you know i think i've mentioned even before in the podcast i'm very fond of the idea that in order for someone to be lovable they first must be loved and then that draws them out of that so that's good but i think that it it fails too many other ways and there would be too many other better ways to word that sentiment so i'm going to give it two thumbs down zero gold stars and not certified fresh what about the first certified part? rotten on rotten tomatoes what <laughs> uh what about the first part Love they're someone. also saying don't be with someone because of how you feel about them should you care how you feel about them uh, yeah I, mean, I would hope so. yes 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 uh, so first so and therefore second. therefore be with alcohol because it makes you feel good be with i don't agree <laughs> don't agree with that sentiment what cool. do you got so i have another three-worder i'm trying to keep them all nice and short was it a three-worder last time yeah it was don't, don't think, think become become. yeah there, that one had a comment in it though yes so this week i'm going with the it's a classic film the lego movie <laughs> Very good movie. I'm kind of laughing about it, but it, I am a big supporter of it. Did the, you see the second one? I did not see the second one. It wasn't. It was okay. That's a don't, you don't need to watch it. I watched it on an airplane. Mm, seems like an airplane movie. Yeah. But from the song that transitions into dialogue, they say everything is awesome. Sure you got that quote right? Let me double check it. Why don't I just play the song a couple times Checking on the computer. Uh, yeah, everything is awesome. Everything Lego is movie, yeah. comma awesome. <laughs> everything comma is awesome. <laughs> is awesome. Actually, uh, anyways. So everything is awesome. I want to say that this, I don't know if I'm going to go into, no, I might. Ooh, that's dangerous. If I would go into theologically accurate, but definitely a good thing. And I'm going to take it probably beyond what it is, is what it is intended to be. And we've talked um, about how objection. Mm-hmm. The name of the game is dun, 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 dun. is is quote theologically accurate. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to how it's accurate and see if it is theological. So, like I was saying, the um, everything is awesome. What I'm interpreting this to mean is, we've talked about before how things aren't boring. People are. This can go into my distaste of baseball as usually how it gets thrown back at me that baseball isn't boring i just don't appreciate it and the idea that there is a lot of beauty in the game in one way or another whether it's going you know people having good memories of going to watch games or the crack of the bat or fresh cut grass whatever it is that does it for you there are good things in it so everything is awesome meaning are we taking that ideology to everything it almost is like not even find a silver lining, but just find the positives of things because there's beauty in whatever small thing. Traffic. Traffic. So there is awesomeness in traffic in appreciating the music or podcast that you get to listen to, looking around and seeing other people, knowing that you're on your way to something. I don't know if you want to toss in other things that you can think of. No. (laughs) Right on. But, and I'm sure we could take our time and come up with some better examples. I want to actually shout out Jordan, our friend. So Eddie's actually been hanging out with him a little bit now. He's joined our soccer team. We lost last night in the playoffs. We did. The lower division playoffs. It was really, really embarrassing. It was. (laughs) I hit the post twice again. You're really good at that part. (laughs) So Jordan is 
maybe the most enthusiastic person I know. And I love him for it. Anything that I bring to him, he's so excited about it. It's, it's fantastic. So I think about it like, am I bringing Jordan's mindset to things? Because to him, everything is awesome. Are we approaching a situation with enthusiasm, trying to find the good things in it and trying to make it as good as possible? Or are we trying to be negative about it? Are we finding the bad things? Are we letting it weigh us down? Do we catastrophize it? Whatever it is. The reason I want to say that it's theologically accurate is that everything down to, you know, from the smallest leaf to the Grand Canyon, there's beauty in every part of creation. The reason that I want to, wanted to hedge the bet is people are going to be like, oh, really? Cancer is awesome? And if you really wanted to spin it, you could get into the beauty of people dedicating their lives to fix it, the familial love that it might spur on, the triumph of overcoming it, finding joy in the suffering. So you could, but that being said, I'm not trying to say you should hope for cancer. Yeah, a couple things. I think that, like we said, that, like what is it actually, like what is it literally saying? No, not everything is awesome. But I think what the spirit of it is saying is is very clear for one and two. Like just if you look at the character, like that's that's his approach to things, right? Um, he's very much so like Jordan in that way. And I do think that uh, there's actually a quote that came to my head that's also three words that is basically saying the exact same thing in a much more theological. Save it for the next episode so I can use it. <laughs> basically say like it's – so it's three words and it doesn't say everything is awesome. And for those of you guys who are uh, – mainstream saint fans probably have heard the quote before but it's by saint Therese of Lisieux. uh everything is grace it's an extended quote which i just pulled up right now because it just made me think of it so i'll read it to you right now it says everything is grace everything is the direct effect of our father's love difficulties contradictions humiliation all the soul's miseries her burdens her needs everything because through them she learns humility and realizes her weaknesses everything is a grace because everything is god's gift Whatever be the character of life or its unexpected events, to the heart that loves, all is well. And I think that that is more or less in a much simpler for kids way of saying like... They tried to put that in the Lego movie and it just didn't flow. <laughs> it didn't, they couldn't get it into a song. <laughs> they really started struggling with it. Everything is grace. <laughs> <laughs> to the soul that loves, all is well. <laughs> Um, but I think that in that sense, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'll give it two thumbs up. I'll take it. Uh, two uh, Lego thumbs, two bricks up. Two bricks up. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, that's it for me. Make sure you listen to this podcast, uh, not because of how you feel about it, but because of how <laughs> it makes you feel about yourself. So <laughs> that's the sinner's take. 